today. The glory of the Lord is in this place. Now here's, here's the thing about glory. It's not a cloud. It's not, you know, mist coming from the ceiling. It's not, you know, uh, a mystical thing. The glory of the Lord changes the culture from being in the flesh to being in the spirit. Two different cultures. There's a culture of the flesh and then there's a culture of the spirit. The culture of the flesh is disunity. The culture of the spirit is unity. The culture of the flesh is confusion. The culture of the spirit is sanity. And God wants to bring you from the culture of the flesh to the culture of the spirit. He wants his kingdom to come, his will to be done, and that happens only in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen when you and I are in our flesh. It happens when we are connected to the Spirit of God and God shows himself to us as individuals and then we go change the culture of the flesh to the culture of the Spirit. I am ready to preach this morning. God wants something for you today and you have to anticipate it. It comes only when you believe that he's ready to give it to you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Are you ready to receive from the Lord? Now say this to him. Let's declare it. Let's declare it. This little little, little different strong tower. Let's declare it. I am ready. ready. That sounds like about three people. Say it again. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. I am ready ready. to hear hear. from God God. to to change my culture. Did you understand what you just said? I'm ready to hear from God to change my culture. God wants you to be a change agent, agent, but in order for you to be a change agent, you got to be changed. You have to have the power of the Spirit of God doing the work that you can't do yourself. It takes God to do it. You can't do it. He didn't trust the disciples and he ain't going to trust you. It takes you leaning not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledging him and he will make your path straight. Can I get an amen? I want to keep those amens coming because I need a little help when I preach today. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need a little quiet, you know, solitary um, like this. I don't need this. That, uh, that, that, that got to change right there. I don't need that. Got to change. Got to change. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all that's within me. And forget not his benefits. Don't forget who you serve. Speak it out loud. Talk to God. Don't talk to me. I'm just a, I'm just a mouthpiece. Talk to God and let him know how much you appreciate his word today. Amen? Amen. All right, that's about five minutes of my preaching. Pastor Chris is out of town on uh, uh, a family uh, outing with his wife, so he gave me the mic today. Oh, I'm ready to get that microphone today. If you open your Bibles to the book of Titus, he's been talking about the things that Titus has gone through as a man of God, and he is 
given the responsibility by Paul to go to Crete. Now, I looked up. Now, this is a beautiful little island. It's 34 miles wide. A beautiful, a, a beautiful island in the Mediterranean. I understand why Paul wanted to go there. It was nice. It was a nice place to hang out. But there were some problems in Crete that need to be changed. And those problems were there because people of God were not doing what they were supposed to do. And so Paul had to send Titus to set the church in order on the island of Crete. And so he had to set the church in order by doing something. He had to bring order by doing something. And today what we're going to do is we're going to show a practical step of what Paul was saying to the churches of Crete and how they needed to set the, uh, the churches straight there. These are some practical steps that I want to show you today. Not, not no, no mystical stuff, just practical things that, that you and I can do today to set Strong Tower in place. Amen? Because there are some things that we need to have set in place. Amen? There are some things that you as an individual in Strong Tower need to have in place. Amen? We all need to have things in order and in place in order for the Spirit of God to do what He wants to do in our lives. And doing those things... It takes you listening intently to the voice of the Spirit of God in order for those things to come to pass. Although there were many Christians uh, in many of the cities in Crete, they were totally unorganized. And the enemy was having, he was wreaking havoc in their lives because they had no order in the churches. And so, Titus' job was to bring order to disorder. Like our job today is to bring order to disorder. Now, God doesn't send you a place. He, he never sends you a place where it's going to be comfortable. He doesn't do it. He sends you a place where there is chaos and darkness and, and, and junk so that you can be a change agent, so that you can bring light to a dark place. So if you're looking for a place of comfort, it ain't going to be on this earth. This is a place of discomfort. Amen. <laughs> this is not our world. We're aliens in this place. We're in a place where Satan hates us. Did you, did you know that? His job is to steal, kill, and destroy every one of us as believers. But more important than that, God's job is to give us life and life more abundantly as believers. And he's already done that through the power of God sending Jesus to die for our sins so that we can have a right relationship with him. And so, because of that, we can bring order to disorder. <laughs> we can bring sanity to insanity. We can do those things. Why? Because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I have a great one. I have, a, look, I'm a thousand times better on the inside than I am on the outside. I look good on the inside. Why is that? Because God on the inside of me is the great one. And he gives me the strength and the power to do what I got to do to help change coming to this world. That's what I can do. And so can you. So here's what I want you to get today. The main idea today. This is what I want you to get. Here's the main idea. The way to build the kingdom of God on the earth 
is through men and women being led by the power of the Holy Spirit through sound doctrine, accountability, and small groups. That's what I want you to get. I'm going to read that one more time. Write it down real quick. Show it again. The way the kingdom of God is to come on the earth is through men and women being led by the what? Holy Spirit and through what? And what? And what? This is what Titus is going to set forth on the island of Crete so that Crete can be changed. One family at a time. One person at a time. One boy at a time. One girl at a time. Titus' job was to do one thing. Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Well, you don't see the word Holy Spirit in the book of Titus, do you? Oh, but you know what happened? The Holy Spirit came through Acts chapter 1 to the island of Crete when men and women start speaking in tongues and they started hearing their own languages. And guess what one of the languages were? Cretans. And that guy, whoever that guy was, he may have been a Jewish believer or a Cretan, or it doesn't matter who he was, he took the message of the gospel from Acts chapter 1 and brought it to the island of Crete and said, okay, what? This is what my island needs. Yeah, man. This is what my island needs. The power of the Spirit of God to come in this place and make change agents of this place. Why did they need it so bad? Because the Cretans were murderers. They were brood. They were gangsters in the day. They didn't care. They did their own thing. And so what happened was the Spirit of God wanted to go to a most desolate place. Now, imagine this. When I was traveling with Transformation Crusade, when we did a lot of little rap stuff, you know, you know we did hip-hop in the form of street, you know, we just did our thing. Now, my wife told me before I went to this place, she said, uh, um, Daryl, I heard you guys are going to be going to L.A. So, yeah, we're going to L.A. She said, let me tell you something. Do not wear red in the place where you are going. Because that red represents that you are a part of a gang. And if you wear red in the wrong neighborhood, they don't care who you are. If something happens, if you had the wrong color on, you could get shot. That got me some attention. Now, me being the Holy Ghost filled person that I am, listened to my wife, and I did not listen to her in, this, in, the, in the fact that I wore the wrong color in the wrong neighborhood. I had on a red transformation t shirt, crusade t shirt, in LA when I did not supposed to have red on in that place. Now, luckily the people who were with us saw that I had red colors on. And they said to me, no, they didn't say it to me. They pushed me back in the car. They pushed me back in the car because they realized he's about to get shot. Now, I didn't have no problem after that. I went to the store and found all kind of white stuff. I had a white, I had a white t-shirt. I had white shorts. I had white shoes. I'm neutral color. Don't, don't mess with me. I'm neutral. 
I don't need I don't need no trouble, so I'm I'm here to present the gospel, so I don't want no please help, but I'm neutral. Now I was scared at that point, I ain't gonna lie. I was afraid. And the the, the, the executive director of I think it was Impact said to me now, You're lucky you got out of here. Because last night there was a murder right in the park that you were going into called Imperial Courts. And so we went to Imperial Courts. Pastor Chris and I, we're in the back, like, Lord, Jesus, help us. Intimidated, scared to death. Because these guys that we were ministering to were much like the guys of Crete. They were brutes. They were mean. And they were murdered. So your, your, your faith will get tested once you, you say you're a Christian. I mean, we can sing a Holy Spirit, welcome, you're welcome in this place all day long, but get out in them streets. It's a whole nother ball game. You got to see if your faith is real once you get out there. So Pastor Chris and I held hands and, and we started praying. And, and then all of a sudden, I did, promise you, I felt the Spirit of God come upon me like a Superman. The chest came, the S came on my chest, and I, we were both ready to go. And then we start, and then amazing quakes. How sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I was a slave to sin, but now I'm free. And we start doing that stuff, man. And all of a sudden, the atmosphere started to change. The atmosphere started to change. And when those guys started hearing the word of God through wine, they were impressed, number one, that these little dudes were speaking in the street language. And number two, they didn't know we had a greater in us power than they had. And when the power of God showed up, God started coming to us, man. I'm, I'm hurting. Uh, things are going wrong. I, just knew, I knew the guy who got shot last night. The atmosphere started to change. And when the atmosphere started to change, people started to get saved, hardened. Guys who murdered, who did whatever they wanted to do for fun, gave their lives to the Lord in that place. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that can change your situation. You don't have to listen. Stop being a punk and letting the devil punk you. Stop allowing him to tell you how to think. And you start thinking that the Holy Spirit can do all greater in you than he can do in the world. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You don't have to bow down to your circumstances. Your circumstances have to bow down to you. But you have to take your position in Christ and allow Christ to be the Lord of your life. Amen. Quit whining and quit crying. Paul sent Timothy to Crete and said, do your job. Do what you were said to, sent to do. Help these people come to Christ. Amen. What is our problem? What do we do? We allow our circumstances to dictate to us what we need to do instead of telling our circumstances what to do. Where is the battle? It's right here. It's right here. I'm pretty sure Titus was like, wait a minute, I ain't never been to Crete before. Hold on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his flesh was like, wait a minute. What's going to happen to me if I go to this place? These guys are brutes. They are evil beasts, the Bible says. What's going to happen to me if something, what's going to happen? 
But he had to go. <laughs> he had to go. He went under the influence and under the power of the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. John chapter 16, verse 13. This is where your help comes from. Turn that real quick. John chapter 16, verse 13. Says this. However, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. Stop and pause. Stop and pause. Let me tell you what it's not saying. It's not saying that he will do the work for you. He will guide you to do the work. Stop and pause. God is not going to do for you what he has called you to do. The Holy Spirit is only a guide to show you the right way to do it. Now, this is what I do. Give you another example. I like to eat. And because I like to eat, there is a temptation for me to become a glutton. Because I can overeat. I know ain't none of you got that problem but me. I, I'm, I'm, the only, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that has that problem. So I'm, I'm going to keep it up here with me. I'm the only one that's. The, and so. In order for me to keep my weight down to a, a place where it needs to be and my cholesterol level down to where it needs to be and my blood pressure down where it should be, I have to do something besides eat. Because if I don't eat, if I eat and don't exercise, I'll blow up. I'll blow up. This is me. I, I keep your eyes on me. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm not talking, about, I'm not talking to your neighbor. I'm talking about me. So. What the Holy Spirit has to do in my life about eating is he has to regulate my eating. How does he regulate my eating? He talks to my spirit and tells me, you shouldn't do that. You, you, no. And then he tells me, you should do that. Yes. Now, watch, let, me, let me tell you what the Holy Spirit is not going to do. He's not going to make you Obey what he tells you to do. He's going to give you the truth and then allow you to choose what you will do with the truth that he gives to you. And when he gives you that truth, you are the only one that's held accountable to the truth that the Spirit of God gives you. And you have to answer to him to what you did with the truth that he gave you. And if you obey it, the Bible says to him who knows the right to do it and don't do it, it's sin. If you don't do what's right with the truth that he's given you, don't look for something else to come because you have just sinned against the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God told you to do what you were supposed to do, but you haven't done it because you want to do what you want to do. Now watch this. Your will is more powerful than the plan of God. I know some of the religious people just, just, just cut me off right there. Shh. Watch this. Jesus desires that no man perish, right? People are dying and going to hell every day. Why is it that people are dying and going to hell every day if their will is not more powerful than God's plan? It's because they choose ye this day whom they will serve. So are the people more powerful than God? No, I'm not saying that at all. No, he, you're not more powerful than God. But what I am saying is, your choice to obey him or not is up to you and it's not up to him. 
And because it is up to you, guess what? God's going to hold you and I accountable for the decisions that we make. I don't care if your mom does right or you do wrong. Guess who holds the, 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 the final card? You do. I told you I need some help. I must have tapped on a couple of toes. I was talking about me because I, I was talking about eating, right? Me, I, I like to eat. So guess what I have to do? I have to regulate my eating. And God's not going to make me get up and exercise. He'll put it in your mind. Daryl. Get up. Go do it. And he won't say nothing else. Make me mad sometimes. God, won't you do it for me? Won't say nothing. So I have to get my little happy behind up every morning and go run and do exercise. Why? Because my temple, my body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I have to take care of my body. Why? Because I have work to do. You have work to do. We have work to do. So John chapter 16 verse 13 says, However, he, the spirit of truth, has come. He will guide you into what? All truth. He will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he speaks. He will speak and he will tell you things to come. Now, wait a minute. This is a powerful dude. Not only is he on the inside of you, but he wants to tell you how to live life. He wants to show you how to live life. He wants to guide you into all truth. He wants to show you how to live your life effectively on this earth while you are here. He is a dynamite power on the inside of you. He is the one who shows you how to live your life. And he shows you not only that, but he shows you what things are to come. He shows you things that are not right now. And he says, I will show you things that's coming on. I didn't say that's a word. The word says that. He shows you things that are to come. The Holy Spirit was present on the island of Crete. But the people of God on the island of Crete weren't doing anything with the presence of the Holy Spirit. They were doing their own thing and not the things of God. That's why Titus had to come on that island to bring order to the place so that they could do what the Holy Spirit was leading them to do so that they could start doing the things that God wanted them to do. What's our problem? I'm pretty sure in Acts when the Holy Spirit came down on the disciples and they started speaking in tongues I'm pretty sure it was kind of like y'all looking at me right now like what he about to say about tongues oh lord it ain't even for the day right now that dispensation has been passed so that you know we can't speak in tongues in the church it's not well let me give you an example a real live example of the Holy Spirit can speak in tongues today. It's not only is it language of the earth, but it's heavenly language. My pastor, Pastor Elder Harold Hockett, one of the pastors that I, uh, I came from Born Again Church, he used to be um, in the army. And in the army, he used to, he was on the, 
the uh, island of J- Japan. Is it Japan an island? It's an island. Okay. He was on Japan. He, he, he got stationed in Japan. He's a believer. He was praying one day, and, and the Lord you know, spoke to him and said, Okay, hey, I want you to go out to the bar. I want you to go to the bar. I want you to stand there. Now, that don't make sense. Go to a bar and just stand there. And he probably looked like most of you guys are looking right now. Why would I go to the bar and stand there? He said, well, I'm, well like Elder Harold does says, well, I'm just going to be obedient. <laughs> he went to the island. He just stood there. And the, there, was a, there was a group of Jap- Japanese men there. And as they were there, they began to speak their native language. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God came on Elder Harold and he started speaking Japanese. He didn't know what he was saying. All he knew was he was speaking Japanese. After he stopped speaking Japanese, he said, now, I got to find out what I just said. (laughs) So he went to the guy who spoke Japanese. I think he was Japanese. He spoke to him and said, what did I just say to these guys? And he said, the guy was looking at him and said to him, you just presented a clear presentation of the gospel in their language where they could understand it. And they heard the truth of God's word, whether they accept it or not, is upon them. But you preached the gospel in the form of in, in, in their language, and they understood what you were saying. And he said, "Well, okay." <laughs> Christy, why can't we, as a Western church, grasp hold of the truth? That the Holy Spirit can teach us all truth. And he can show us all things. And if I need to speak Japanese, Chinese, uh, whatever ease there is, why can't I believe that God can show me and speak through me and, and, and speak the gospel of Jesus Christ to a person who needs to hear the gospel? Why is it so hard for us to believe that Jesus can go to Muslims and he can speak to them in their dreams and what they can do is hear the gospel through dreams and start getting together and and gathering together to, to hear the word of God so that they can hear the truth and be saved. Why is it so hard for us in the West to believe that Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit to show us the truth of God's word so that the God's word can be manifested in our lives so that we can start doing the things, setting the church in order in America so that we can start being the church and stop doing church. Why is it so hard for us to believe that religion is killing people in America that just going to church on Sunday after Wednesday after Sunday after Wednesday and no power that's coming forth from the Spirit of God. Why is it so hard for us to believe that when Jesus said the Spirit of God will show us all truth, why is it so hard for us to believe that we can and do all things through Christ who gives us strength when he strengthens us to do the work why is it so hard to believe that we can't do it Paul sent Titus to Crete to set the church in order so that the Cretans the the, the brood men the murderers could come to know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior he sent them to say, hey, greater is you, greater is he in you than he was in the world. 
You got this, Titus. You can do this, Titus. You don't have to be afraid, Titus. Go and preach the word. Why? The greatest underused power in the church is the power of the Spirit of God. We can teach all day long, but teaching without the Spirit of God is just law. If the Spirit of God tells us what to do and we do it, guess what can happen? The floodgates can open. And that's what Titus' job was to do on the island of Crete. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So, I've been wrestling myself with these questions that I just asked you. Why can't I do this? Now, don't, don't shoot me now when I say this. Why can't I lay hands on people and they get, get well? Why can't I raise the dead? Why can't I do this? If the great one is on the inside of me, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my hands that, that God has given me to do the, the, the works of the gospel? What's wrong with me? Now, these are questions that I'm asking. I ain't, ask, I ain't got the answers yet. But I am so tired. Of lackadaisical, I'm not, I ain't talking about you, I'm talking about me. So tired of lackadaisical Christianity that has no power. I'm so tired of lackadaisical, not knowing how to live my life. I'm so tired of when the enemy says, bow down, we sit down. I'm so tired of when the enemy says, oh, you got a problem, you accept it. I'm, so, I'm tired of it. What can we do? We have to stand up. We have to start standing up as believers. Just like Paul sent Titus to stand up for those people who are in darkness. Those people who are in chains. Those people who are in, in degradation. Those people who are in the hands of Satan. Locked. People of God today, listen. The problem ain't Satan. Jesus took care of him 2,000 years ago. The problem is yours and my flesh. The problem is yours and my inability to hold on to God's truth when it comes time for the enemy to come and attack us. The problem is the strongholds that you and I have in our minds that say we can't do anything when the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. The problem is not the Holy Spirit who is great in us. The problem is us who think the Holy Spirit is just here. The third person of the Trinity. That's the problem. The problem is you and I are in the way of the Spirit of God doing what he wants to do. I'm talking about me too. I'm not just talking about you. Me too. So, how do you remedy or how do you deal with the issues on Crete that plagued the island? How do you deal with murderous men who were called pirates. How do you deal with men who didn't care about God? How do you deal with even the Jewish culture who was there? They were taking money from the Cretans as a payoff. How do you deal with that? What do you do? How do you handle it when church folk 
are messing up just like the world? How do you handle it when people in the church are doing just as much dirt as the people out in the world? How do you handle it? This is what Paul says in the book of Titus chapter 2. Look at it there for a second. Titus chapter 2 verse 1. This is how you handle it. Bunch of papers have done. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. This is Titus setting the church in order. First thing that they're supposed to do: get your get your doctrine straight in the church on the island of Crete. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. That older men be sober. So there must have been a whole lot of drunkenness going on on that island. You know how you go on the island. First thing they offer you. I don't drink. First thing they offer you on the island. Get your little drink on. There must have been a lot of drinking on the island of Crete. That older men be sober. Here's, here, here, here's how you set order in the church. Here's how you set order on the island. You set order one person at a time. This is what you do. Go to the men first. Go to the men first. Don't go to the women. Yet. Go to the men first. So. How do you bring that application to Strong Tower Bible Church? Well, if, if, if Titus went to the men first, well, Daryl is going to go to the men first. We're no different. Your sin area may not be drunkenness, but it may be pornography. Your sin area may not be drunkenness, but it may be prostitution. Your sin area may not be drunkenness, but it could be lying. It could be cheating. I'm talking to the men. I'm not talking to women yet. I'm coming to you in a minute. Your area of sin may not be drunkenness, but it's something. And guess what? I don't have to know what it is. You know why? Because I'm not the Holy Spirit. Guess what? The Holy Spirit just told you what your junk was. He just spoke to you. He just told you exactly what it was. And you said, Watch this. The spirit is not going to do anything but tell you what it is. You have to change. You got to say, you're right. I am put in the blank. I did put in the blank. Ask for forgiveness. Turn away from your sin. And guess what? You're forgiven. The spirit of God is going to go to the men first. Gonna go to the house first. And when that men in the house get right, guess what happens? The whole family can come under the Spirit of God. What did he say? That older men be so- sober. Not only that, but what else? Reverent. What else? Temperate. What else? In sound faith. 
patience. Why would the Holy Spirit tell them to have all these things? Because they weren't there. They weren't there on the island. And they needed to be there. And he went to the men first and said, this is what you've got to do, men, in order for this thing to work in this church in Crete. These are some things that's got to happen. Be patient with your wife. Be patient with your children. Be patient in doing what's right. Those are the things that were told to him. What else? Verse 3. The older women, here I come. Went to the men first, to the women second. That's the order of God. He made Adam first, and then he made Eve. That's the order of God. Don't shout me down. Don't throw, don't throw a rock at me. But I'll tell you this. Men, when you ain't doing your job, women will take over. I'm speaking from my own experience. I got a strong woman. She won't let me just have an inch. Strong woman. Do your job, husband. Get in place, husband. Do what you're supposed to do, husband. Because if I don't do it, she going to take it over. Am I right, baby? Look, y'all laughing because y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all see how strong Stephanie Fitzgerald is? Y'all see how strong she don't take no mess? Hello, y'all. I'm here. Go to the women. The older women likewise. That ye, yet you, that they be what? Reverend in behavior. Oh, Lord. Reverend in behavior, respectful in behavior. Why would it be said that the women need to have respect in their behavior? Because obviously they're being disrespectful to men. Don't look at your husband right now. Don't look at your wife right now. Just look straight ahead. Just, just don't. Just, just, just look. Just look ahead. Don't, don't. Just, just keep it. Keep it focused. That was a problem on the island. And Titus had to be strong enough in his manhood to say, this is wrong. This is wrong. Can't do this. Reverend in that behavior, not slanderous. Now, you know it's bad when a woman ain't want to work, don't do, do no work. Because women will work all day long. Women will do whatever it takes to get the job done. But when it's said that women were slanderers, and they were, he, he, listen, the, the tongue for women, I'm just going to make a generalization. If it ain't you, don't worry about it. <laughs> women got a knife for a tongue, a knife. A switch, a, 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 a no, not a knife, a sword. Just, just, just. Side note, side note, side note, side note. 
Women, if you really want to love your husband well, encourage him. Tell him what he can do. Tell him he's doing a good job. Even though he ain't, tell him he's doing a good job. (laughs) Tell him you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. You can do this work. You can make it happen. Things can happen because you are a man of God. And you can make things happen in this house. Man, when my wife tells me I can do something, I feel like Superman. I feel like I can jump through, what is it? Leap over walls. Go through walls. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Women, you, you can be an encouragement to your husband. No, say I'm on that. Done. Not given to much wine. Now, women was drinking too. <laughs> Teachers of good things. That they may admonish the younger women. Now you need to do the, the verse 3 before you start doing verse 4. You can't do verse 4 without doing verse 3. You got to have verse 3 in activation before you start doing verse 4. Because if you don't have verse 3 in activation, you'll start p- taking verse 3 and giving it to the young women in verse 4. You will start, women, teaching your children wrong habits when you don't encourage yourself or your husband to do the right habits. Now, I'm not talking about y'all. That's, this, this is the island of Crete. All, everything is well here at Strong Tower. I'm, I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about um, right here, right here in, in, the, in the scriptures. That they may admonish the young women to love their husbands, <clears throat> to love their children, <clears throat> To be discreet, I'm not going to even go down that road. I'm going to go down this road. (laughs) The women of Crete must have been half naked. Because you're on the beach, right? You're on the beach. You're just walking around with no clothes on. I got to keep it PG because the kid's in here. You got to be discreet and chaste. That word doesn't even exist in today's society anymore. You, you, you got to be respectful of yourself. I, I've heard a lady tell me this. You know, I was probably 25 when, when I heard this. She said, uh, Daryl, you don't want a woman that is just out there. And she said this, if, if she ain't got nothing to sell, she ain't advertising. Don't advertise if you ain't got nothing for sale. Bring it to, what's it, 2015? Bring it to 2015. Ladies, don't. Advertise if you have nothing to sell. Be, dis- be discreet. Be chaste in your dress. Cover yourselves up. Because men are eye creatures. We come to church like this. <laughs> and we're trying to be spiritual. We just, oh Lord, I can't look that way because that. Oh, I can't look that way because that. Jesus be a fence. Can I get an amen from the men? Amen? Amen, amen. Ooh, I, I don't. Verse 5 is a hard one for the women. To love their children, to be discreet, to chase homemakers. Oh, Lord. Homemakers. 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 
I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan. I can do anything a man can do. Homemakers. I'm not against women having jobs. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, if you want the best in your home, if you want what God wants in your home, if you want to do the things that God has you to do in your home, it starts first at home. Starts at home. Now, if you can make a million dollars from home, I, hey, do it. If you get a job, go do it. I'm, I'm not against it. You hear me say this? So don't send, send Mark Thomas some emails. Don't send them to me. I'm not against women working. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the most effective family is a godly family. And the godly family is the way God set it up and not you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Homemakers. Homemakers. I'm going to move on. Woo. Good. Oh, Lord. Obedient to their husband. Now, watch this. Obedient to their husband when their husband is under the influence of the Spirit of God. If your husband is being a nut, don't follow him being a nut. Because then you have two nuts. You don't want to do that. You want to be able to follow your husband as he is following Christ. That's what you want out of a husband, single ladies. You don't want nobody that's going to come to you and say... Let's go to the party and let's party like it's 1999. You want someone that's going to respect you and do the things that's supposed to be done for a godly woman. Obedient to your own husbands. That the, move on. That the word of God may not be blasphemed. This is how, and I'm almost done. This is how you set an island straight right here. This is how you set it straight. You start with the man, go to the woman, and then to the children. That's a plan. That's God's plan from the scripture. So for us, as a body of believers, we got to get the men straight, get the women straight, and the children will be straight. So it's up to us to make Strong Tower a deeper, more a better fellowship of believers, we got to start doing small group stuff. We got to start getting together as community. We got to start hanging out with one another. Because it's half y'all in here, I don't know. You've been going here for six, seven months, I don't know who you are. And that's not good. Because if you don't feel connected to me, guess what you'll do? You'll jet. And that's Okay. But we don't want that atmosphere. We don't want that environment. We want to be a body of believers that can truly say we are a family. And how do we do that? The same way Titus had to do it on the island of Crete. Go to the man, go to the woman, and go to the children. And that's how you make this place, Strong Tower Bible Church, a place that is going to be a change agent in this culture like in the culture of Crete one person at a time intentionally getting to know your brother and your sister so that we can start walking in unity so that we can get away from the confusion and the disunity that's in the body of Christ not necessarily just in here but as a whole because we need in these last days I promise you 
we're going to need each other more than we ever have needed each other. This is the time where Jesus is rallying his troops so that we can get ready for the great getting up morning. So Jesus come back. Oh, it's going to be a party in heaven. Don't be up there looking like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is. Let's get together down here first on earth so that we can do the work of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you didn't leave us without help. You gave us the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to get through these tough seasons. We have to first take personal responsibility of our lives. Just like Titus had to do so and set in the order in church. The church in order, we have to do so with our own lives. And so I ask you, God, that you will just help us as we continue to move forward as a body of believers so that when you come back, you can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Welcome to your rest. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.